Welcome to the three in one podcast. I'm Bryce Beamett. Alongside me is Andy Olson. Andy was at the game earlier as Illinois took down Minnesota 78 to 69, defending the home court. Andy, after losing two on the road, they were able to come back uh, a delayed game because they were supposed to play them earlier. And then Minnesota oh, yeah. had some COVID issues going on, but yeah, I finally able to get the game in, but kind of a, kind of a lot for Illinois lately. They've had several games here in the, just a six-day stretch. I'm Three in the sure. last six, yeah. And then it's going to be four in, the, in their last nine when they play Northwestern on Thursday. See, I coming, think that's going to be the tough quick. one because that's going Correct. to that's going to get your legs. That's when your legs start to get yeah. you. Well, we'll talk about that one at the end. But talking about Minnesota, I don't think there was a game that uh, or a team that they could have played in the Big Ten that uh, was probably better for them in this spot where they only had one day of rest coming off that game against Indiana. Uh, North, or sorry, Minnesota is just not good this year. I mean, they've won, lost 11 in a row now. I mean, in just one game one in the Big Ten. Uh, and Illinois did what they needed to do in this one. I, there were stretches where the Gophers gave them a tough time. Like, there were things that they were doing that Illinois was struggling with. Uh, at halftime, it was only, a, a, it got to a one-possession game um, at, at one point before half. Uh, even though Illinois led for most of this one, um, yeah, Minnesota didn't lead for any of it. 38 minutes Illinois spent with the lead. So it didn't seem like the result was ever in doubt, but Minnesota certainly played tough at points uh, for Illinois, who was without its best player, Terrence Shannon Jr., for the second game in a row. He's still out in concussion protocol. But like we heard from Brad after the game against Indiana, says that he felt like his team has made the turn, Has there's something different about them now. Uh, and, and it's and it's showing. They, they played really well against Minnesota to win 78-69. And Bryce, the stat about the defense continues in the Big Ten when Illinois allows their opponents or holds their opponents to 70 points or under 70 points. They are 9-0. and When they allow their opponents to score 70 or more, Illinois is 0-7. So that 70-point mark has been the key for the Illini opponents this year. Uh, it just goes to show that when the Illinois defense steps up, they're going to win a lot of games. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're talking about them holding them to just 69 here and not getting over to 70. But, you know, Jamison Battle, I want to hear your thoughts on him. He had 31 points tonight. Everyone else, you know, Dawson Garcia, 18. Joshua Ola, Joseph, 11. Otherwise, not too big of high scorers, but... You know, for Jamison to get 31 points, though, for Illinois, obviously he was the biggest threat for them, I guess, tonight. Uh, what did you see with that? Yeah, I think it was Dar Dawson Garcia's Minnesota's best player. I think that's without a doubt. Uh, and it just seemed like the strategy was to let someone else hurt you. And Jamison got into foul trouble at points. There were certainly times when they were trying to get him out of the game uh, and foul him out. But it was just... you. If you have to leave someone open, if you're going to double Garcia, and, and they did that a few times, uh, it just seemed like, yeah, let him shoot because if one guy is the only person shooting for Minnesota, it's still going to end up being a ga good game most likely for Illinois. And they decided the battle's going to be the one. He does go for 31, 11 of 20 from the floor, four of nine from three. You think about it, if he makes one, two more threes, this game gets a little bit more interesting, but. Illinois said they decided they were fine with that. They'd rather cut off what Garcia can do for Minnesota. Uh, and 
on their own offensive end, had their own guys step up. Matt Meyer, Hawkins. Uh, the bench only scored one point in this one. It, it all came from the starters. And the starting lineup was a big question coming into this game. Who would be the one stepping in for Terrence Shannon after a rough game for R.J. Melendez against Indiana? It is R.J. once again, and we can dive more into that decision. But uh, Illinois did what they had to do. They came in certainly with a strategy. This was kind of a sleepy Monday night game just 48 hours after you played uh, Indiana. And, you know, they did enough to win the game, and that was most important in the end. I mean, that that's what all that matters. Honestly, you know, you want them to play well, but that is for Illini fans like Brad Underwood wants them to play well. But, you know, it obviously comes down to the final score. And yeah. if this is a game you got to put away, you got to do it, whatever it takes. And I think it does say a lot, you know, they ran with Indiana last game without Terrence Shannon Jr. And then again, getting another win here. It's good for other people to step up. And let's just talk about people stepping up for Illinois. Obviously, Matthew Meyer, 22 points, played really well. But RJ Melendez coming in that yeah. starting role, uh, especially after you said not having the best game against Indiana. But then coming out and having a double-double tonight. And, you know, I really liked – Andy sent me some highlights, obviously, to read for the show. We'll have that all on our website. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned the aggression in one of his dunks. Yeah. Um, let's just – what did you see for him tonight? I thought he was, like you said, there was aggression. There was a like a fight in him as well. Yeah, he was letting some of that aggression out because it wasn't just a bad Indiana game. He's had a bad season for, for Illinois. He was supposed to be a guy, one of the returners, only four guys that were even rostered on the team last season. And he just hasn't had that kind of progression that you would have liked to see from him versus what he showed as a freshman last season. So RJ... All of that, you know, building up to tonight, uh, the 0-6 game against Indiana, the last second shot where he had the open look, they left him open, and he still missed it. I'm sure I'm sure that was incredibly tough for him to deal with on top of the rest of the season. And it just felt like he needed to get rid of those yips. You know, people, anyone who's ever played a sport knows what the yips are. Any, anyone who's ever played beer pong knows like what the yips are like it's just you can't help it um and and being able to get your confidence back is so big to getting out of that funk you just weren't weren't sure if that was ever going to happen with rj just because it had lasted for so long but then finally tonight um doesn't see his first shot go down but gets a layup early in the game is grabbing some rebounds and and that is some of the aggression that you talked about, he he even if he missed that first layup, I don't think he made his first shot until about that like halfway through the first half. I could see that with him in the starting lineup, he was out there from the jump. He was playing hard from the jump. And I think that's what Brian Underwood has constantly said during his press conferences is that that's why he's sticking with RJs because he he keeps playing hard even if things aren't going right on the offensive side of the ball. That continued tonight. He was grabbing rebounds, was playing really hard defense. I know RJ, you don't think of as the best defender on this Illinois team, but he was playing hard on that side of the ball. And finally, when that, uh, actually, but the, it was the dunk you were talking about happened before the first three. We'll get to the first three. It's been a long time since RJ's made a three. Uh, but that first dunk where he was left alone, taking out a, so much aggression on that one, like, forcefully throwing that it. one down. You could see it in yes. his like body language. And you could see, he feel it in yeah. the arena as well. People know that he hasn't had the best year. He throws that one down, and it felt more so then than after the layup to begin the game. It's like, okay, maybe that's how he's starting to get some confidence back. He's feeling good. 
And then in the second half, he finally makes a three-pointer, and, and the crowd erupts. He gets to eight points, and people are yelling from the crowd. He's got eight points, ten rebounds. They're like, RJ, you need two more, like because they want him to get the double-double. And late in the game, throws down another monstrous dunk that leads to a Minnesota timeout, and, and the place is rocking. RJ's feeling good. I saw Terrence Shannon Jr. go over and give him a hug on his way back to the huddle. Uh, after that and you know you just feel good for RJ because of everything that he's had to go through this year with the yips with the the bad streak with all of the talk off the court It, it is so good to see things turning around for him now because not only is that good for the kid himself that's good for Illinois when they have someone like him going and I think it also it has to give him some confidence this game too knowing that he played not so great against Indiana and then Brad putting him in the starting lineup. Yeah. So I feel like that was already like a little bit of a confidence booster. Like, Oh, my coach still has my, my coach is still seeing my work ethic and seeing what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing. So like you said, Brad even said it himself in the post game, but I, I feel like that kind of gives you that little spark. Like, okay, like I'm doing something right. Like I'm still the sixth man right now. He wants me in the starting lineup. Um, but no, I think it's really neat. You said people were chanting. I saw people on Twitter were talking about how they were tweeting uh, that the, everyone's just ch- chanting RJ yeah. and everything. So I, I just think it's neat for him to be able to have that breakout game because we, we really haven't seen anything from him this year. And he had, before his appendicitis last year, he was yeah. really starting to shine. And we were like, ooh, this kid's going to gonna pop off this year. And so we haven't seen that. So, you know, obviously with Terrence Shannon potentially coming back, I don't know if he'll be back Thursday or not. We don't know. You never know, we with, never know with concussions. With concussions. Um, but it is nice to see RJ picking it up because then you do have another man to turn to. Yeah. Yeah, and when TJ comes back, he's going to be back in the starting lineup. RJ is going to be going back to the bench. We'll see what the rotation is like for the Illini because it seems like before Luke had come back, they kind of settled into this eight-man rotation. You add Goody back to the mix, who is still trying to find his feet. Brad Underwood said today that he does not have any minutes restriction purely for Luke right now it is just getting him back into the rhythm of the game and he had a good game against Indiana tonight no points only one shot in 16 minutes so he's still finding his footing that's going to take some time and hopefully he is able to get to the point where he was last year by the time they get to the postseason uh the biggest thing when RJ comes or excuse me when TJ comes back is what the rotation is going to be who's going to get the minutes who's going to lose minutes uh that is something to I'm glad I don't have to worry about have Brown and and staff be the ones who worry about that. Um, but if RJ keeps playing like this, he's going to be a big presence off the bench. And I think Brad is right. And, you know, after Indiana, he was given a little bit of coach speak. I feel like when he's saying this is the best he's ever felt after a loss and things like that, like I'm sure he did feel good about the way his team played. And I'm sure he feels good after this game, the, the way his team has played. I'm not going to go that far I, that Brad was going, but this team looks different certainly than the, when they were at the beginning of Big Ten play. Even in the middle of Big Ten play, we're on, they were on that really long winning streak, um, winning seven of eight or whatever it was. Um, I feel like this team, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're built for March or anything like that, mm-hmm. but the way that they've come together at this point in the year is, is what you want to see from having nine new guys on this team. Um, and they have all the talent in in the world on paper. You can argue they're the most talented team in the Big Ten on paper. It's just a matter of if they can reach that kind of level 
and certainly the way they played the last two games, you think there's more of a chance of that than there was a couple of weeks ago. Well, and they definitely, I mean, it's hard to have all new guys. You don't know each other. Yeah. A lot of young guys, too. Some older guys that transferred in. So it's, it's just weird to have that combo. So, I mean, it takes a little time. And, you know, if they continue, you know, to play well, I think they could have a decent run. But, you know, you got to peak at the right time. So. Yeah. You know, they weren't doing so well, like you said, beginning of Big Ten and in December over the holidays and everything. Um, so to kind of turn it around a little bit here, it's the time to do it now. And yeah. Brad was even talking about how, you know, other seasons he's had. He's like, just wait. I remember it was uh, because before Penn State, he was talking about he's like, just wait, guys. It's the last stretch. That's the most important. The last stretch. Yeah. So, hey, when you get down to it. Yeah. You have a last stretch here if they pull off another win against Northwestern and which should be a fun, I don't know. It should be, it should be the way that Northwestern has played. They've beat Purdue, Indiana, and now Iowa in in a three game stretch, which is one of the more impressive stretches by any big 10 team this season. Um, Are they peaking too early? I don't know. I don't know. Like, (laughs) but does Illinois want to beat them because getting swept by Northwestern in a season would that leave a bad taste in, in their mouth and in the, in the fans' mouth? Certainly. So I think that game on Thursday is one to look forward to simply because of that's going to be one of the bigger Illinois Northwestern basketball games in a while. And just going back to this game too, um, you know, I want to hear your thoughts kind of. We had Matthew Meyer, 22 points. Uh, just we're, we've been talking about people peaking and the team starting to pop off. You know, that he was someone that we didn't see a lot from. You know, earlier this year, he said he had yeah. some diet issues, some uh, some allergies going on. He said he was able to get his body right. And, you know, it's been working. Whatever he did to kind of figure it out, he said mm-hmm. he's, like, not eating before games and things like that. But, um, you know, he's been averaging more and more points per game uh, as he goes. And he's at 22 today. I think he was close to 20. He's, he's been high teens to 20s the last few games. Yeah, he's playing. He played more like a slasher tonight than he has in previous games. I felt like he was only two of seven from three. That's a bad Matthew Meyer night. Usually he has more than that. But being able to impact the game in different ways than just from beyond the arc is why Matthew Meyer becomes so important in this postseason stretch for Illinois. He's won a national championship before with Baylor. Like he knows what it's like to perform in March. That's why this team is so different. I feel like than the previous Illinois teams, at least over the last two years, who were going into the postseason with almost zero, you know, postseason experience. Uh, So he's going to play a big role in him having these kinds of games, you know, seven rebounds. The team was all over the place on the glass. Uh, It was just an impressive performance overall in a way that they needed to play against Minnesota. They need to do this against some of the bigger teams now. You got Northwestern. Then you got, uh, I believe, Ohio State at Ohio State is the next game, Michigan at home, and then you round the season out at Purdue. That's going to be an interesting game in in the final one of the season. Uh, Purdue could have the Big Ten wrapped up by this weekend if Illinois beats Northwestern on Thursday. We'll have to wait and see about that. Uh, But this is a super important stretch because now Illinois is back into a five-way tie for fourth place in the Big Ten which is that final double buy? You, you want to be able to not play at the Big Ten tournament until Friday. Um, Illinois does not have the tiebreakers in their favor, so they're going to need to pull some upsets like beating Northwestern. I know Ohio State's playing really bad right now, but they definitely need that win if they want to have that double buy all the way until Friday. But we'll see. This is a super important now 
stretch to end the season, the final four games, hard to believe we're already there. But Illinois has their own destiny in their hands. They just need to put together a few more good performances against, for the most part, mediocre mid mid of the pack Big Ten teams. And, you know, we'll see what happens at West Lafayette. Yeah, that, that'll be an interesting matchup. I feel, I feel like Illinois fans will be excited for that one. Just oh, easy yeah. to get to. Uh, obviously, you want to upset, you know, potentially if, the top top seed. If Illinois goes 3-0 and from this point into that game, Ooh, yeah, that, would, that would game be an interesting yeah. energy in that building to end the season, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely agree, Andy. Well, as you mentioned, Illinois... Again, won 78-69 against Minnesota before they head to Northwestern to play. That, or Excuse me, that's a home game. Home game. My bad. Coming up this Thursday. Uh, coming up on Thursday. Sorry, all the games are starting to get a little They're jumbled here. They're all melding together. It, well, well, there's been probably, so many. There's been so many in the wow. last... So I can't imagine being a player right now for Illinois because they, they got to be getting some treatment at Ubbin, um for sure. But obviously they... Home against Northwestern. It'll be interesting. I, at least they're at home, though, for this one. Because I think it'll be a good atmosphere. Obviously, Illinois, oh, Northwestern. 100%. Especially losing earlier. And they didn't play well against Northwestern earlier this year. Yeah. So I think it'll be an interesting atmosphere with that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I'm off that day, but I'll be in the yeah. stands. Uh, I don't just, know who's going to be at the game. I don't know if it'll be me or Brett. We'll find out. You get I guess, to be uh, at the stands. I'll I, be in I, the get to, I get to be in the crowd just taking it in as a fan. Yeah. Um, should be interesting. Uh, I... Expect a sellout in that one. I'm hoping so. It's a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, you know, before you go out to the bars on a Thursday night, yeah. just stop by the State Farm Center. People, in state you don't rivalry. Have to go to class on Friday. No. no. This is the best Northwestern <laughs> team possibly in history. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to bring so, some different energy to the rivalry that I'm excited to see. Andy, final thoughts overall? Illinois tonight with their game. Final thoughts? This is what they needed to do. And if Illinois wanted to have a chance to. First of all, put any put away any doubt that they would qualify for the NCAA tournament, and they wanted to keep any chance of getting that top four seed and the double by the Big Ten tournament. They needed to win this one, and they did that. I think they are far and away better than Minnesota. They should have won this game. Uh, you still got to play the game, and they did really well. Uh, Stretches where Minnesota challenged them, but they've been challenging a few teams this year. I don't think that's anything new. Now all your attention turns to Northwestern, and if they can win that one, they're going to be in a really good spot to end the year on a real hot streak. All right, Illinois did what they needed to do, pulling off the win against Minnesota. All right, for Andy Olson, I'm Bryce Beeman. Thanks for listening.